You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 228 of the Make It British podcast. So a couple of weeks ago, I did an episode which was a recording from an Instagram Live that we did for Made in UK Day with a panel of three UK manufacturers. And you all loved it so much. It was a really popular episode. So I thought what I would do is bring you another one of those cracking conversations that we had on Made in UK Day, because you may not be following us on Instagram. So you may not have seen it. You may not have heard it. And I thought it was too good not to share. So this interview is with two amazing UK craftsmen. We've got Joseph Azaguri, who makes women's shoes from his studio and shop in Wimbledon, and Nelson Ware, who handcrafts leather bags from his studio in Kent. And Nelson is also joined by his wife, Jenny, on the call. So in this interview, we talk about how both of them learnt their craft and why it's so important to keep these sorts of skills alive in the UK. And Nelson and Joseph are both members of Make It British. Now, if you don't know about our membership, it provides a platform for brands and manufacturers who are transparent and provide locally sourced products. If you make in the UK, we would love to have you join our community and help to shine a light on your business. At Make It British, we're all about supporting our community. And as well as the exposure that you'll get from being on our platform, you'll also be able to join us for lots of networking and expert-led masterclasses. And if you listen to this podcast and you use the code PODCAST, when you sign up, we'll give you £20 off your first month of membership. How does that sound? And now let's go over to our chat with Nelson and Jenny Ware and Joseph Azaguri that took place live on Instagram on Made in UK Day. And I will just say the audio on this is not the best because it was recorded live and it wasn't using the proper podcast microphone, but it's really valuable information. So I hope you enjoy it. So I'm joined by two fantastic craftsmen, I would say. So I'm talking about the topic of saving UK craftsmanship. Do you both, who should we start with? I'm going to ask you first, Nelson, because you're first on my screen. So my name is Nelson Ware and I design, um, I would say I'm a designer maker. So I, des- I, I design and produce all our products. And uh, we, we live in Kent Coast, Planet, uh, in Kent, yeah, yeah. which is uh, next to Margate. By the seaside. Yes, yes. Yeah, by the seaside. That's it. Yeah. Fantastic. And we can see some of your products behind you. And that's your lovely wife, Jenny, there as well, isn't it? Hello. Yeah, we come as one. We're always together. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Joseph, do you want to introduce yourself? I thought maybe either your wife might be joining you, but 
Um, well, maybe she'll join us a bit later. I don't know if we can both fit into the screen. Um, yeah, my name is uh, Joseph Azaguri. We manufacture women's footwear from our London uh, atelier. Uh, the shoes are all handmade, designed in London, and we retail from our shop in uh, Wimbledon Village. Um, yeah, and that's that's what we do. Amazing. So, Joseph, then let's start with you with women's shoes. I mean, where did you learn to make shoes and how long did it take you to refine your craft? Um, well, I studied at the Cordwainers um, College in London, uh, which, which before it became part of the London College of Fashion. And um, after leaving college, um, my main intention really was to gain as much experience as possible. So, I worked in factories in the UK, in Spain, Italy, as far away as Brazil, just basically to gain, gain as, lot, as much experience as possible, you know, and ranging from injection molded shoes, which is really high volume footwear, all the way through to high end uh, footwear. So it took me several years before I felt confident enough to decide to to go on my own and um, not only in the making side but also in gaining knowledge about suppliers leather suppliers who would provide the best type of soles and so on and uh, yeah that's uh, what I did um, initially I started uh, producing um, in Italy and uh, I'd always had an ambition to actually produce footwear you know, in the country that I lived, where I'd been educated and so on. And um, so even though I knew that um, it would be hard, we started uh, producing um, our footwear in the UK very slowly, while still producing in Italy about 10 years ago. And uh, since then, we have switched all the production we make for our own brand to London. Brilliant. How many shoes can you make a week? Well, it's still a very small production. We produce around 50 to 60 pairs a week. Um, and that's basically for our own shop. Yeah, I mean, that gives you an indication of how long it takes to make each pair. Well, I mean, it, it does take, it is time consuming. Uh, but I mean, um, I suppose one, we look at it this way. So one person can last and make maybe five to six pairs a day. Um, so, I mean, just by getting a couple of people to last the shoes, it's 10 a day, 60 pairs a week. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, we base it on that. Yeah, amazing, incredible. Uh, Nelson, then, where did you learn to um, – well, you, you, you're a designer maker, aren't you? So where did you learn to do the making part? Funny enough, I, I nearly went to, to, to You nearly went to Corbinas as well. <laughs> yeah, you should have done. It's a it's a great college. Uh, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to, but uh, they, I went to UCA University for the Creative Arts, uh, which is a local university, and um, it worked out better for us. Yeah, family really. Yeah, and and, and also just kind of like a quick. I didn't come from a uh, education background, so. UCA offered me the opportunity to do my foundation, and then uh, and then when I passed my foundation, they gave me the opportunity to do internal progression. And at that time, I, I wasn't confident enough to present my work. For, uh, uh, we had to do an interview for you to be accepted to uni. So I just <laughs> I, I just 
picked the hand off and I took internal progression. And, that, and that's how I ended up doing my degree. And um, so it's when I was doing my degree and uh, my, my final collection for, that was uh, supposed to be featured in London Graduate Fashion Week, I wanted to make some uh, bags that would uh, accompany my pieces uh, for the London Graduate Fashion Week show. And uh, my collection was made from leather and wool, tweed. It was more like, uh, in fact, I'm wearing, that's, that, that was one of my collection, which was kind of like a combination of leather and, and wool and tweed. And, um, yeah, so it just picked from there, really. And um, uh, the person who gave me my degree, which was Dame Zandra Rhodes, it's the words she spoke when we were graduating that actually, after after the graduation, I, we just started this, and uh, we started it from from scraps. Um, you couldn't afford to hide the leather the no, first time no, we, we made a bag. <laughs> the yeah. first bags were patchwork. Yeah, were patchwork. Yeah. <laughs> so for Brilliant. for us, for us, it was literally a baptism of fire. And then, and then, and then, and then when we finished, it was. I didn't. I didn't have the experience. Go look for for work or anything. I just tried the clothes, tailoring, and pattern making, pattern making skills, and I self taught leather, and that's how I ended up starting making um, uh, leather goods. Yes, that's and, interesting. So you were self taught on a lot of it. You had that passion for it. Yes. Yeah, but all his fashion degree, everything he did. You know, the fashion degree at UCA, it's just all been applied. It's, it's the same skill set. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's not clothes, it's but, not clothes yeah. but the pattern cutting and all of that that he learned. So it was, it, it was all design development, pattern cutting, and, and then, and those are the things I really focused on when I was at Union. I just wanted to come from Union and apply what I've learned in real life. And now we've been going on for seven years. Nearly it, eight. Nearly eight, yeah, and uh, it hasn't been easy. It's <laughs> no, it's never it is an easy though, is it? When you're making any sort of product, but um, you make a beautiful product. And you also manufacture. You do do some making for other people, do you? Or sort of co-branded products as well, Nelson? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. For in, in small quantities, um, mm. which which is also kind of like a little bit of a challenge. But um, we've been learning. Along the way, you know, it's it's just kind of like uh, us throwing ourselves in the process and allowing the process to teach you. And people have just come to us. They've sought us out. I mean, the first time we did Make It British, we were there as a brand. But when we were talking to people, we realised we should be more on the manufacturer's side because he's such a good maker. And then the next time we came, we went on <laughs> the manufacturing side. So we're, we're very much both really and people seek us out because they want a they need this skill to come up with a product so we've got the design side of it but um yeah we are able to do small to medium quantity runs which is a bit of a niche in the market yeah definitely not- joseph yeah. back to you again so talking about women's footwear in particular there's a real shortage of women's shoemakers in the uk isn't there i mean i know We've got the, you know, the very well-renowned and established um, Northampton footwear industry, but it's, you know, a very specific type of Goodyear welted shoe. Um, there's not that many people doing what you do. How can we re- help to revive the craft of 
women's footwear making in the UK? Because it used to be a thriving industry here, didn't it? Well, that's right. It did used to be. Um, in fact, uh, my early years uh, experience were within uh, with shoe factories in the East End of London. Um, but from here, it, it is very difficult to, um, to get people interested in an industry that really doesn't exist that much. I mean, we haven't. Uh, we need more governmental support to. Um, get people to have the confidence to set up manufacturing units, small initially, and once mm. they're successful, uh, then the, the, um, the industry itself will uh, organically grow to a level where maybe it will introduce other sides of the industry, like the people who make the soles, the people who make the heels. And before you know it, in a very few years, with the right kind of support, you can have a thriving industry which is not only beneficial to the country, but, you know, it creates employment and so on. Yeah, I mean, I so hope that happens. I really, really do. Because we, we, there's certain industries in the UK that we just don't... I, mean, I didn't see that and make it British. People contacting me saying, you know, do you know anyone that makes women's high heel shoes? And yeah, there's yeah. so few companies that do. So your advice would be to someone is to learn how to make the shoes yourself, set up a small atelier yourself and make those first few products yourself. Is it expensive to set up as a footwear um, well, I mean, it, it depends at what level you want to start. You can literally start with a sewing machine and some nails and get hold of leather and components and, and you can make shoes yourself on a very small scale. Obviously, the, the, the larger you grow, then there's more investment that's going to be needed. But it, like I say, it depends at what level uh, you you want to start at. But I think that's why what you're doing is so great because it makes people aware um, that, you know, we do produce things in this country. A lot of people just don't realise, uh, you know, everyone assumes that everything is going to come from, uh, from China or from Italy or from Spain. So the more awareness there is, um, the more support people will give to buying British products and the more people buy British, then obviously then the more that the industry is going to flourish. So well said. You, you took the words right out of my, work, my mouth there, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Nelson, for you, Nelson and Jenny, what support would you like to see for craftspeople um, in the UK and small designer makers like yourself? Again, I'll just go with what Joseph has said. As in, I'm, I'm actually, I was thinking myself, to come up with an idea where I can uh, uh, do like film myself, uh, uh, kind of like uh, develop a product from start to finish to encourage, because a lot of people come to us, especially startups who wants to start um, uh, manufacturing stuff in the UK. They, most of them don't know what they're getting themselves into, especially in the in the first stage of, of uh, of, um, of of creating a product, and that is the most expensive process, you know. So I, I remember we had one of the uh, one of the clients came to see us through Make It British, and uh, I, I honestly suggested to her the best thing to do is to try and educate yourself how to develop that product within yourself, and 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 take care of that initial stage, and then when you get to a place of manufacturing, you understand your product. And then and then seek 
uh, is it for production, you know? And um, so I, I'm kind of like in the stage of where I'm trying to see if I can find ways to help, find ways to help learn others learn how to, to, to learn the initial process so that they don't end up getting shocked when it comes to that moment of... Well, I think for everybody else that, you know, might not be interested in like manufacturing a product or whatever, that just want to support British makers. Um, for us, one of the struggles is actually social media. If people could just get on board and just like and comment and share, even if you don't want to buy right now, just get behind your favourite makers and, and support people them. and support them. There's so much you can do through social media just by spreading the love and interacting and engaging. Sometimes we put posts out there and, you know, you get minimal comments or interaction back. It's really, t it's quite tough. And, I, and I've spoken to a lot of, I'm also quite um, involved in our local town and, and all the whole Totally Locally campaign that's going on that starts next week. And also other small businesses that I talk to and family businesses and we're all going through the same thing. People forget to engage. Yeah. So I would say if you want to help us, engage with us. Even if you can't buy right now, we know everybody's support, in a pickle. It boosts the algorithm at all yeah. We just need, need support and encouragement. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's a call to action. Sorry, Nelson. I was just going to say about, uh, I don't know if this is part of the topic, but it's, uh, in terms of things that are being produced, especially from Britain, I think there's a lot of education that needs to happen. People st still come with the mindset of the products that are produced in China when it comes to purchase stuff that are made in the UK. And that's one of we the big... We can't compete. And, and we can't compete with China. You know, so, yeah, that's, I would say that's another way we need support. Yeah. yeah. Really well said. So that's advice to anyone watching this, especially as it's Made in UK Day today. Follow the hashtag Made in UK Day and just find some of those businesses that are using that hashtag that you want to support and leave comments on their latest posts, yeah, to support guys like these who are doing amazing things, keeping essential crafts um, and skills alive in the UK. So Joseph Azaguri, who makes these amazing shoes you can see behind him, and Nelson and Jenny from Enwere, who are doing these amazing bags. So really great advice from both from all three of you here today. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me. Take thank care. You. Enjoy the rest thank of the Made in UK day. Thanks very much. Thank Bye, Kate. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Friday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. Many of the interviews that you hear on series four of this podcast are also available to watch on our YouTube channel. You can find it by going to youtube.com forward slash Make It British LTD. That's Make It British with the letters LTD. Bye bye.